People see me speaking in Dubai, traveling to Japan, the LinkedIn posts, and may think, Justin, are you rich? And the answer to that is most definitely not. Not yet, at least. I'm so not rich that I still have Spotify ads. And okay, I'm definitely not homeless poor either. I just don't mind listening to ads every once in a while. But if you're like me and you don't have Spotify Premium, you've probably heard the ad about getting a degree in cybersecurity and starting your career. Cybersecurity is on the rise, and according to an article on Forbes, there are over half a million jobs in cybersecurity that are begging for a qualified college grad. And when I looked up starting salaries, it ranged between 80000 to 120000 for entry-level positions. So really not bad. But when you think of how digital our world is, it makes sense. And that is why in this episode, I talk to individuals who are working in the industry to get their insights into what a career in cybersecurity looks like and how do you get into it. But for those of you who are new to the show, my name is Justin Wynn, and this is Declassified College. Choose your fighter. Fight. Welcome to Declassified College, where I, Justin Wynn, share my cheat codes to college and make sure that you're ready for the real world by the time that you walk across that stage. Make sure you subscribe, not just for you, not just for me, but for the millions of college students around the world to find this podcast. Now, you don't want to let down millions of students, do you? Cybersecurity is definitely something that scares me. We buy almost everything online, and from some of the podcasts that I've listened to, it can be a little scary to see how easily someone can steal your data if you're not careful with it. But that's why we need the professionals that you'll hear from today. One is a recent grad who is now working at Textron, and the other has had decades of experience and is currently working at Deloitte as his side hustle. Yes, working at Deloitte is his side hustle. Both have had a very unique way that they've ended up finding their first job. So we're going to hear from David first. I first started working in the tech sector between my junior and senior year at NYU when I landed my first $4 million in venture capital to start my first internet software company. When that tanked after 9-11, I was forced to look for a job in corporate America. And that's how I got my first position in IT audit. Now, if I told you that while at NYU, David studied economics and anthropology. If you're confused at how he ended up in tech, trust me, so am I. But this is sort of how life works. You don't necessarily have to connect the dots while you're going through it, but when you look back, it all makes sense. In this next clip, you're going to be hearing from Jasmine. Her story shows you exactly why you shouldn't underestimate building a relationship with your professor. My professor told me about this one opportunity that he thought was a perfect fit for me, which was the rotational program that I'm in. And with the rotational program, I'm able to live one place one year and then next year I'll be in a whole another city state and roll. And I think that's perfect for me because, you know, still trying to get my feet wet and understand exactly what I want to do. So, yeah, that's kind of how I got my role is just that networking with my professors and networking with people in the industry. Professors not only have years of experience, they literally teach students just like you every day. And if anyone knows career hacks, it's probably them. If you want to learn more about how you can build a lasting relationship with your professor, 
I've linked some previous episodes in the show notes with Professor Eric Custer from Georgetown. We dove into not just why, but also how you can start to talk to your professor about more than just begging him to turn that 89 into a 90 so that you can get that A. Knowing how to get a job and actually getting it are two completely different things. This is how Jasmine made sure that when the time came, she was prepared for her interview. I would definitely say stay up to date with what's going on in the industry. Read articles on the different companies and their security policies and procedures, as well as look at certifications as well. Certifications are huge for the cybersecurity world, and you just want to always stay current and just keep a mindset that you're always going to be learning. Some of the resources that Jasmine pays attention to are IT Security Guru and Hacker News. And right now, Jasmine has her Comp TIA Security Plus SEC Plus certification while preparing to get her PMP. Now, for me, those are just some random letters, but to an employer, those can be very meaningful. Another piece of advice that Jasmine told me is that once you get a job, see if your employer will pay for those additional certifications. Right now, her employer is paying for her to get the PMP. These are simple cheat codes that you can begin to implement in your daily life so that you can be a step ahead of all of your peers when they turn from your peers and into your competition. The last thing that I asked David was, what is something that you wish that NYU taught you? I honestly don't think universities can keep up with the developments in technology as it's so fluid and fast moving. And just so you know, I started programming at 13, so I'm fairly well versed in IT. But if there's one thing that I appreciate about my career track, it's that I wasn't afraid to be a contractor, spending six months to a year at any one client. I learned so much more in a shorter period of time from the various environments that I was working in and also how to deal with the various types of people and personalities. Because at the end of the day, it definitely pays to be a people person. You may say, great, be a people person, but I've always been an introvert. Don't worry. I always thought that being a people person meant that you needed to be the life of the party, screaming and shouting, look at me, look at what I'm doing. But what I've learned over the past few years is that there are two types of extroverts. The first is what I just described. You know who those people are. The second is a type that I think most people can actually become. They listen intently to the person that they're talking to, and instead of meeting a thousand people, they meaningfully connect with 10 individuals. I always seek out this person because I value in-depth conversations. So I'll leave you with this. You don't have to be the person that everyone wants to meet, but you do want to be that person that everyone wants to have a conversation with. Another day, another cheat code, and you're on your way to defeating the level that we like to call college. If you've liked any of the cheat codes that we've given out, please hit that subscribe button and give us a review on iTunes. Each review helps us grow and make sure that more people learn these tips. We love to hear from you all, so make sure you check out our website, www.getchillgrindup.com, and follow us on all social media platforms at Get Chill Grind Up. That's G-E-T-C-H-O-G-R-I-N-D-U-P. So until next time, peace. Knockout. You.